Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. And I'm Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Alex Williams Scott. Scott, I, uh, I've got to say, before we go any further, I am really digging your uh, cap today. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've got my Rally North America cap on. Uh-huh. Uh, usually, you know, I, I wear it around on the weekends, mm-hmm. you know, kind of casual thing, right? But I yeah. wore it to work today, and that usually signifies that it's time for me to get a haircut. <laughs> is that your secret? <laughs> that is. It, it kind of is. I mean, I'll, I'll switch it up, you know, now and then, but uh, this is my mm-hmm. Rally North America cap. I love this one. And Glenn with... Beck gave that to me. And uh wear it occasionally on weekends, and... um yeah, like I said, uh, it is. If I took this off, it would be horrifying. You know, when I go into a restaurant now as a customer, uh-huh. they expect me to wear a hairnet. <laughs> That's how bad it's getting. That's what happened. Okay, yeah. I thought you knew that guy. No, <laughs> it's just a health issue. Uh, so, speaking of health, and speaking of fantastic segues, and of course, <laughs> speaking of cars, uh, today's episode is something that we hadn't really addressed before. Now, in the past, we had looked at the more sinister side of new car smell. Yes. Right? Yeah, and that's going to play into this one, too. And that's going to play in as well. A Spoiler alert, uh, please do check out our episode on new car smell, but I will tell you what's happening. Uh, the stuff you smell is a combination of what are called VOCs, volatile organic chemicals. Bad stuff. Bad, bad stuff. Yeah. And the... Um, the problem here is that there's there's a debate over whether some of these VOCs can cause health issues, right? Especially yeah. in some older cars using older materials. Yeah, long-term effects. But as it turns out, you uh, you may not have to worry about new car smell in a lot of newer vehicles. What you may have to worry about instead are allergies. Scott, you're not a hypochondriac, are you? No, not by any means, no. No, I'm I'm not either, but I love hanging out with my hypochondriac friends, especially <laughs> well, if they know they're hypochondriacs. Why is that? Because like you always feel like you're you're healthy. 
You're, you're, <laughs> you're full. Like you're, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with you at all. Oh yeah, compared man. to them. Oh yeah, I'm on my uh, second chili dog of the morning, <laughs> and then somebody comes by and is telling me about coconut water or whatever. <laughs> Go, I'll just have another soda. <laughs> but uh, but it's it's um, it's something that might sound like the rant of a hypochondriac when you hear somebody say it. If one of your friends comes up to you and says, hey, I think I'm allergic to my car or I think my car is making me sick, you, normally you would be like, ah, get out of here. It's probably ragweed season or something. Yeah, yeah. They've got seasonal allergies mm-hmm. or maybe even a little a touch of asthma or something You know, that's affecting them when they're outside because when you're in your car, you're out in the open. You're out in – you know. Out in nature, right? Right. I mean, typically. I mean, you're in downtown or whatever, I understand, but you're out and, and doing things. You're not confined to your house. You're not in mm-hmm. a, uh, an area that you normally clean. You normally keep, uh, you know, vacuumed all the time. You normally keep, uh, you know, dust and allergens and pollens and everything at a minimum with things like, you know, filtration in your furnace, um, mm-hmm. your air conditioner, all that has, you know, filters that take all that stuff out of the air for you in your house, uh, plus your vacuuming, plus you're cleaning, you're dusting, you're doing all that. Right. A lot of people neglect their cars, and that's a problem. Um, so so it could be the case that your uh, hypochondriac friend isn't a hypochondriac and when saying, <laughs> you know, my car is making me sick. It's, it's a real possibility, and it's something – it's an angle that I hadn't really thought about until you sent me this article. And uh, I found – I started digging around. I found a couple. There's one on our website on HowStuffWorks.com called How to Allergy-Proof Your Car and Garage. Mm-hmm. And then there was this other one that you sent me. Uh, your car may be making you sick. Which sounds a little alarmist yeah. to be honest. But uh, but there's some interesting statistics here. So let's start with those. Uh, according to Allerdays, uh, A-L-L-E-R, Days, uh, an information service that provides info on allergies and their causes – Americans spend every year an estimated half billion dollars just on allergy treatments. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's that's a whole heck of a lot. <laughs> yeah. And in addition, people who suffer from allergies lose three million days of work and two million days of school every single year. Wait, wait okay. So a year is three hundred sixty-five days. Yeah, we're talking about a lot of people here. In, the, in other yeah, words, yeah, right? yeah. Okay, yeah. so three million days of work and two million days of school are lost because of just allergies every single year. All right. Well, I wonder how much of that is due to, you know, being sick because of being in the car, commuting. Right. It's yeah. Got, it, it has to happen. Yeah, because uh, like you said, Scott, oftentimes if somebody has a, a really big allergy or something, you know, like they can't. Get by pollen season, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oftentimes, uh, these folks will take extreme steps to clean their homes. You know, I had never had a problem with allergies until I moved down here, down uh-huh. to Atlanta. And then, um, of course, I think everybody in this area and probably even other areas of the world know that um, you know, there's a certain season where the pine uh, pine trees lose their pollen. Like they, uh, I guess they're pollinating. They're what are they doing? They're they're shedding their pollen or whatever right, you call right, it, right? right? And and there are clouds of yellow pollen in the air. Everywhere. So like a, a gust blows across some pine trees, you'll see a cloud of yellow pollen blow across the road, mm-hmm. and uh, it ends up on everything, and it ends up in you know, on your skin, on in your clothes, mm-hmm. in your car, of course, in your garage. I mean, mm-hmm. it ends up everywhere, and and that's. What started to bother me when I came down here and a lot of uh, different seasons, I guess, you know, where you're not accustomed to things blooming all year long. Mm-hmm. Now they bloom all year long for me here and, of course, for everybody down here. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but uh, you know, there's a lot of different concerns and humidity. So there's mold spores that, you know, are something new that uh, there's less humidity up where I'm from. 
And uh, it's just it, it seems like, you know, moving locations can also um, alert you to sensitivities that you didn't know you had. That's a really good point. So this means that it might not you might not find yourself suffering from something in your car just because you moved to a new location, it might be the road trip at the wrong time of year. Could be. And all that stuff, again, I mean, if your cabin air filter isn't great, we'll talk about how ways to filter it out of your car. Right. But, but if, if your cabin air filter isn't great, the seals in your car aren't great, you know, you get your windows down as you travel through some of these areas, mm. your car picks up that stuff and then you take it with you wherever you're going and, yeah. it, and it becomes an irritant. Yeah. So one thing that you will hear a lot of auto manufacturers talking about nowadays is the idea of the car as the quote-unquote third space. So there's the idea that, you know, your first space is your home, right? Yeah. And then your second space is your work or your school, mm -hmm. whatever that other environment is. And then the third space where you would spend uh, at least uh, the third most amount of time uh, may well be your car, but we don't have – it's not like your job. There's not a staff of people cleaning up. It's not like your home, you know, there's a, unfortunately, it's not like the, your home. A lot of drivers don't have an established, uh, an established cleaning routine the way that you would in a house or a workplace. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people like to keep their car clean. But, sure. But maybe you're not going to the extremes that you would for your house. You're not using the same types of products mm -hmm. uh, that, that um, alleviate some of these issues. Like we're talking about things like, you know, dust mites and, mm. and spoiled food. Ugh. There's also uh, mold spores that are floating around. Um, there's, oh God, there's human and animal dander, of course. We're talking about like, you know, dead flakes of skin, which is gross to think about. But a lot of dust and dirt is just human skin cells. It's gross. Mm -hmm. um, there's chemicals that are released from, you know, the fabrics and the uh, and the plastics and everything inside that we talked about. Yeah. It's just it's it's a place that needs a regular cleaning, just like your home does. But people often neglect that. And I know that some people like to say they keep a clean car. They keep, they keep it spotless all the time. Sure. But, um, you know, maybe maybe, you know, uh, you, you got in with wet boots one day. And, uh, you know, it soaked the carpet and the padding beneath and, uh, and allowed mold to grow. Or there's that mildewy smell that you just, you know, can't quite get rid of. Mm -hmm. You know, it lasts like a month or something. Or, you know, the kid spills milk in the back seat or something gross like that. And, uh, you know, that smell never comes out. But, uh, there's, there's something behind that. There's, there's bacteria. There's, there's mm -hmm. germs. It's, it's, it's a bad situation. And it attracts more. Back to, it attracts more mold spores and more mm -hmm. pollen, and it just it, it, it spirals out of control. It's like a, a snowball. snowball, yeah, snowball effect, right? Yeah, it's that's exactly right. And uh, you know, we're not calling everybody dirty. So, unless uh, before we get to Howard Hughes sounding, I do want to establish that in extensive off-air conversations. Uh, it's become abundantly clear to both Scott and I that he is the he is the clean cleaner car keeper. <laughs> yeah, you know well, what I mean? Well, you know, it, it, here's the thing: it slips it it slips back and forth a little bit because there are times I, I go through where you know I have to eat my car sometimes, right. and I know that's a cardinal sin to a lot of people. Oh man, and it's it's bad for your car to eat in. It really is. It's terrible. I mean, for one, you know, I never even noticed this before, but. Um, I don't know why. I was, I was eating something in the car, fast food of some kind, and mm -hmm. I pull out the napkins, right? Just simple, simple as this, right? Sure. You pull out those paper napkins of, you know, brown paper or whatever. And as I pull them out of the, the fast food bag that's, you know, soaked with grease and everything that it shouldn't, you know, stuff I shouldn't eat. I pull it out. 
and I don't know if it was the way the sunlight was coming through the window or what, but but there was like this just flourish of dust that appears, right? <laughs> and th- it was those napkins. They're, it's like they're disintegrating. If you like if you the were to paper just hold fibers, them, yeah, the paper fibers. You, if you shake it in the air, it's like well, no wonder your car always looks dusty is because you know I've got these napkins that I pull out all the time and and try to eat something. So it's not just you know staying on top of like making sure there's not a French fry you know right. loose underneath the, the underneath the seat or something. It, it's like the, it's never going to get rid of that. You're never going to get rid of that dust if you don't keep hauling these stupid napkins out all the time. And that's it's a simple thing, mm-hmm. but that's just one thing. That's like one place where some kind of irritant will come from. And then there's all kinds of other things, too. I mean, you right. drop a little piece of, I don't know, bacon or, or a little bit of hamburger or whatever it is, yeah. or a piece of cheese from that taco that you're eating. Uh, that stuff grows mold, and it and it and it's bad for you. You shouldn't have that in the environment that you're in, but you know that it will end up fossilized underneath the seat at some point, right? It's going to stay there for a mm-hmm. while because you're not going to track it down. If, if you can't see it, how are you going to see it to vacuum it up later? Right. Uh, there's, boy, I feel like I'm going to, I'm on the edge of a rant here, Ben. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm going to back it down. You're going to walk it back. I'm gonna, a I am, I'm going to. And I, I do know that you're not supposed to eat in your car, but sometimes it's unavoidable. True. We'll get to that in this, in this episode. Sure. Because there's some things that you should avoid or avoid doing. Mm-hmm. Eating is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, personally, I, I've eaten before when I'm on a road trip. And uh, my policy with that is pretty much that if, if if I'm on a road trip, if we're in the car for more than three or four hours solid uh, and people riding with me want to eat, they they say I'm a little bit of a uh, – well, the phrase they use is – Nazi about it. They say I'm a little bit of a Nazi about it, but uh, well, that's good. I'll, uh, you need to you need to be strong about these. things. Well, I have certain foods banned. Yeah, okay. You know well, that I mean? makes sense. Like, sure. Don't come into my car with pulled pork. You know, <laughs> someone tried someone tried to eat pulled pork in your car. Yeah, we stopped at this uh, barbecue place, and I said I was being cool, man. I was like, look, they've got this picnic bench. The barbecue looks good. It looks great. We can just eat out here. It's a nice day. Yeah. And we're like, no, we do have a schedule to keep, which was true. And I said, okay. So I wolfed down my sandwich and then I'm going back to the car. And then this, this joker yeah. walking in with like half the sandwich, the sauce on their fingers. And oh. I, I stopped them. I pulled one of those, uh, what's, what's that movie? Lord of the Rings where the, the wizard Gandalf is like, you shall not pass. <laughs> anyway, it's cool. We're still yeah. friends, but Old pork, that would be on my no list as well. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think anything, you know, if it's your car, it's your kingdom. Sure. That's the, that's the, uh, tack I take, but Absolutely. we're not, we're not just here to, uh, to warn you about those statistics and, and the kinds of stuff you can find. We're here to provide solutions. So the first question is, going back to Scott's earlier example about hamburger or a little piece of bacon, is where do you find these culprits? You know, because there, there, there are certain trouble spots in every vehicle. Well, the first place you should look is under the hood, believe it or not. So not even in the cabin itself. I mean, there's going to be dirt and dust and grime that, you know, gets on top of the engine. Uh, there's going to be leaking oil and moisture, you know, that, that's collected underneath there. Yeah. Uh, you know, for like the, um, uh, the, the, the air conditioning system, I guess, the cooling system, um, you know, needs to, actually all of it, you know, you're getting your fresh air through there, really. Right. Um, sort of. I mean, in a way, I mean, let's not, it would be pointless to draw out a diagram right now, but the way the air, <laughs> air comes into different vehicles. But, you know, that cowl area that's right in front of the um, uh, the windshield wipers? Yeah, the intake. Yeah, that becomes accumul- – like it just there's an accumulation of, of leaves and debris and stuff mm. that gets in there. And sometimes that stuff can, you know, hold mold spores, of course, and, and pollen. And uh, all that eventually goes into the 
air cleaning system. I know mm-hmm. there's supposed to be a, a, a cabin air filter in there somewhere. Some people might not have that, which is a bad s- scenario to be yep. in, you know, to begin with. But um, even if you have one and it's it's clogged or it's dirty, allowing some of that you know garbage to filter through there, you know, to keep coming through, it's all dirty and gross. Yeah, um, that's that's bad news too. I mean, it can be bad for you. It can be uh, unhealthy. Yeah, here's the analogy I like to think of when I'm trying to explain this to. People who are not, uh, you know, always on top of their car maintenance. Mm-hmm. Imagine the air going from outside into your car like a river and where the air intake is when leaves and little sticks and, and pine needles and, and road dirt and stuff like that. When that kind of gunks up, it's like there's a dam in the river. And not only is it um, – if you've ever seen a beaver build a dam – you know that it's not clear water on the other side. There are a bunch of other things from that agglomeration mm-hmm. of, well, I'll say a crap uh, that are that are filtering in there. And what makes it worse is that in the the difference between an actual dam and what's happening in your air intake is that, as you said, the mold isn't just flowing through there. Little bits of dead leaves aren't just flowing through there. Stuff is breeding in there. It becomes a little city for bacteria and for all for all those things that play the otherwise valuable ecological role of uh, breaking down and digesting mm-hmm. dead leaves and plants. Now they're right by your wipers and they are coming for you. Yeah. Now, to be clear, we're not talking about, you know, the air that's going into your engine. That's a different. No, no, that's, that's different. a whole different system. That's you know, we, different. We, we talked about that. This is, this is, you know, that again, that area right near the wipers, you know, kind of down below at the, at the bottom end of the windshield. Yeah. Uh, so if you can clean that area off as, as often as possible, get rid of all the garbage that's there. As Ben said, it's, it's just like a, a dam that builds up and breeds uh, grossness. <laughs> make it, you know, make it one thing I, I always, encourage people to do i say always maybe this is just me ranting at my friends but one thing i encourage people to do is to have a gas station routine so when you're filling up your tank you have a couple minutes right Mm -hmm. and you can sit there on your phone or checking out the hottie at the next pump over uh which i'm guilty of often but uh (laughs) you can also take the time just to like get that Get that crap off your off of your intake, and then yeah. you know it, it takes you thirty seconds. I don't want to sound uh, holier than thou, man, but if you've got bird crap on your car, this is the time when you should get it off yeah. pronto, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we already mentioned the passenger compartment, so you got like if you ever haul your pets, oh, yeah. uh, that's gonna oh, you hair. should vacuum after that. Yeah, yeah, hair and dander and all that stuff. I mean, that pet dander can be bad news for some people. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it doesn't make you sick. It can make the next person that is your passenger sick too. So right. there's that to consider as well. Uh, we talked about you know spoiled food particles and, mm-hmm. and fumes and things like that from foam padding and vinyl and and the carpeting and plastics and you know there's lots of that in every single vehicle. I mean new and old. So uh, no one's exempt from this uh, this type of thing. The off gassing, I guess, that happens from some of those materials. And then of course moisture, moisture. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm doing that accent. But <laughs> moisture uh, will – of course, moisture can often be the great destroyer yeah. of all things technological. So it can make its way past uh, busted weather stripping, rusted body panels, uh, leaky windshield, and it will find its way under the carpet 
and it will thrive mm-hmm. in uh, foam rubber on carpet padding or the the wet cloth itself, and it can be a real pain to get that out. Oh, definitely. If you have seats that have ever been wet, if you left the window down, or if you know you had a bad seal, Ooh, something did you like ever that. do that? Did you ever leave the window down in the, on a rainy night? I have. Yeah, yeah. That's a horrible mistake to wake up to in the morning. I did. Isn't it? I mean, yeah, and I felt like a real, I felt like a real rube driving around with a beach towel. Well, how long did it take for that mold and mildew smell to come out of the car, or did it ever? Man, I took that. I I took a. Uh, uh, shop vac first mm-hmm. in a garage, went over and over and couldn't quite get it all out. And then I, uh, because it, as you said, it's really humid here in Atlanta. And this is, this happened in the South. And I was like, man, if I leave this thing other than bone dry, it's going to be a terrible smell for sure. the rest of the well, rest of its days. Well, like every rental car in Florida. I say this. I say this every time. Every rental car in Florida smells moldy and mildew when you first get into it. And I don't know if it's in the the heating and cooling system. I don't know if it's in the seats or in the carpets. Probably in everything. I mean, I think everybody. I mean, of course, it's very, yeah. hu- very, very humid in right. the, in the northern part, at least of Florida. I think all of Florida, really. Uh, but if you go to you know Disney World or something, you run a minivan and you you know you you're all excited about it, but you throw the luggage in and everybody hops in the car and then there's that that really like. It makes your uh, your nose crinkle up a bit. You know, like you you kind of like look at each other, like what is that smell? And then after a few minutes, either either it dissipates or maybe you get accustomed to it. I think you probably get accustomed to it. That's it. Know? But then you know, what, I mean, you're sitting on moldy seats. I don't know. Maybe it's in the carpets. Who knows? But I I have this problem every single time I go to Florida. I've mentioned it probably thirty times on this podcast over the last nine years. <laughs> it's it's really a problem down there. So I'm I'm also really glad that you mentioned mildew or mold that might be in the AC mm-hmm. because this happens all the time in yeah. human environments. This happened to me before too. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't filthy. I'm not like Scott Benjamin clean in my car, but like I vacuum and stuff. I'm oh, like, I, I didn't know which direction you were going to go. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Scott's cars are always super clean. I try to keep up with it. And, uh, this is something that a lot of us have probably experienced when you have a clogged AC evaporator drain hole. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think everybody can uh, can understand this one, too. I mean, you get in a car and you turn on, you know, the, the AC system, whether it's heating or cooling, and just an awful smell comes through the vents. And again, it's not from anywhere else in the car. It's just through the vents. It's coming right from there. So you know it's part of that system. How do you dig in there to clean that out? I mean, there are, you know, online... Tips and tricks, I guess sure. you can do. And there's yeah. even some spray. I know. I remember a long time ago, uh, this was a problem in a, a certain type of. I think it was a Chrysler product, probably a lot of products. But um, there was a, a way that you could drill a hole through uh, one of these cases because you know it's a sealed system, really. Yeah. I, pretty much sealed, not entirely sealed, but um, there's a, a flat panel that you could drill a hole through an access hole and then use this uh, can of spray that they would give you. It's a, like, I think it cleaned the coil, the evaporator coil or something like that. Um, but anyways, it, it removed all that uh, that mold and mildew smell mm-hmm. almost instantaneously. It was pretty nice, really. But I don't know how long that lasted. I don't remember how long the fix was good for. Did it really remove it or did it just mask no, it? No, no, it removed it. It was, cool. uh, it was a way that um, – it was something that broke down – the actual mold, you know, it it was a, a way of chemically cleaning That's cool. uh, the system. So, that, and there was a procedure that went along with it. You know, mm-hmm. run it at full full speed, hot or whatever it was, and yeah. you know, et cetera. But um, but it was it was effective. And uh, I think if you know you search online for how to get rid of that smell, a lot of cars will have access to the areas that you know have that mold and mildew and allow you to clean out that drain hole. Uh-huh. Um, or you know something like what I just mentioned, where you know there there are workarounds, I guess, and, and manufacturers know how to work around this because you're not the first 
person to complain about that smell. Right. And you, we promise you, you can do better than buying, uh, hanging air fresheners for your windshield. Oh, yeah. And or you know, for your rear view mirror. Well, yeah. Or the ones that you put on the, uh, on the vents themselves. Have you seen oh, that? Yeah, Some yeah, the air yeah. blows through them. That's a, that's good for a temporary fix, but, uh, it's not, it's not the, uh, the, not the real solution. No, it's not ideal. No. Uh, the last problem point that you would probably find in a car, well, that sounds a little Dr. Seussian. The last problem point you will probably find. Okay. Uh, the point is your trunk. Uh, and, and I know what I was saying. Like I check my trunk. We all hopefully pride ourselves on having our, uh, roadside assistance kits or even maybe our bug out bags. I recommend both. Uh, you can check that out in our earlier podcast. We probably all pride ourselves on having this stuff in there, but the thing is, of course, with the poor sealing on a, uh, on, on the trunk itself or on a tail lamp or rusted panel, the moisture will build and the trunk is the perfect place. For this kind of stuff to breathe. Well, it's carpeted for one, right? Yeah. There's padding underneath there sometimes, not always. Uh, there's that particle board sometimes that uh, they use to separate, you know, where the spare tire is uh, below the floor, the floor right. there. Sometimes that's used. Sometimes it's plastic. Sometimes it's uh, it's a different type of material. Uh, but but again, you're right. This is a huge panel that has a giant seal all the way around it. Mm-hmm. And if, if that seal is compromised in any way... Uh, there's, there's going to be water coming in. There's going to be inlet of, or intake of water in that area. And the, here's another problem that a lot of people don't think about. And this is, this is one that I've come, run across looking for a used vehicle. Oh no. Look at the spare tire underneath. Ah, uh, I knew you were going to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you do that, take a look at the spare yeah. tire, lift up your trunk, uh, carpeting or whatever you have to do to get to the spare tire. Occasionally, you'll find that that area is full of water. Which and, is uh, disgusting. Because that's the low point, right? I mean, that's the that's the bottom point of, of the uh, trunk, really. I mean, it's yeah. the, the, where it all ends up, really. And uh, I've, I've searched for this in uh, in used cars before. Um, had a, <laughs> there was a Jeep that we were looking at, a Wrangler. And the back area, you know, like there's a, the – it was a soft top. So, you know, it had the uh, the plastic windows and it wasn't latched properly. You know, there there's like two clips or something that have to come together back there. Um, so I noticed that the back area was all wet. You know, the, the material back there was wet. And I lifted it up, you know, the, the back area, and I know that I think the spare tire is outside on a on a Wrangler, if I remember right. And then in the floor, there's either a storage compartment or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. I think they had like their their tools in there, like a jack and you know things like that, totally full of water. It's just loaded with water. So you know that you know it wasn't. I'll tell you what, it wasn't it wasn't um, fresh by any means. There were like little like. Um, you know when you look in like a pond and yeah. you see those little bugs that kind of like wiggle to, oh, to swim? Wow. Yeah, it was like that. It was, oh, it was really gross. They so had been, been there, there for a while. while. Yeah, exactly. Things had started to grow in the water. And uh, <laughs> so you know that uh, the rest of the car is probably not in great shape anyways. But um, yeah, watch for stuff like that. I mean the moisture seals uh, around a trunk mm. and, or a soft top or whatever, all that stuff is really, really important. So your seals are, are um, you know, if you're loading and unloading things out of your trunk like, like um, you know, something from Home Depot or, you know, some lumber or whatever. Whatever, yeah. Make sure you don't damage those seals because the next time it rains really hard, you're going to you're going to know it. So we've walked through some of the huge problem areas. And now you're probably wondering, Scott, Ben, I'm looking around. Some people are listening to this while they're driving, Scott. You know that. Thing. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. looking around. They're thinking, oh, what am I breathing in? When's the last time I looked at my spare tire? Have no fear, friends and neighbors. Uh, we will uh, tell you how to fix this. We will provide solutions. After a word from our sponsor. 
The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. And we're back, Scott, while we were on the break. Oh, did you have a good break? I did have a good break, yeah. I didn't uh, get a lot accomplished, believe it or not. <laughs> as, we were, yeah. <laughs> as we were sitting here for 60 seconds. No, no, no. <laughs> um, well, as we were on break, I, it just occurred to me there was something I wanted to ask you earlier. What is the dirtiest car you've seen? Oh. Not the uh, – okay, okay, caveats. Uh, not the dirtiest car you owned, just seen in general. Okay, but not on the internet or you know, like a, a forwarded email or something or in a photo in real life. In, what's the dirtiest in, car in, in real life? Okay, yeah. I'm going to ask you the same thing. But All right, um, cool. But uh, in real life, I came across a vehicle in a parking lot. I think I believe it was a Walmart parking lot. So, um, you know how they have that kind of loose policy of people can sleep in the parking lot. Yeah, in vehicles, uh, there was a. I don't know if it's a whole family. It was at least two people sleeping in a car. 
They had cats in the car, and uh, it was piled with just garbage. You know what I mean? Like the back seat, you can't even get into the back. But it wasn't just like it wasn't clothes and stuff like that. I mean, these people were having a hard time. Apparently, they were living out of the car. I think um, piled to the top. It looked like old newspapers and fast food bags. And uh, again, there were at least two cats in there. Um, two people wow. sleeping. I, I just walked past, you know, of course you're not going to disturb anybody. I just walked past, mm-hmm. um, at least two cats. I don't know if there were more in the rest of the garbage or whatever, but mm. looked filthy. You know, it had like that, um, you know, when, uh, someone smokes inside a car yeah. and they don't open the windows or whatever. I mean, even if they do open the windows, I guess it gets that film on the inside on the, yeah. And the glass yeah. and, and, uh, the, the upholstery, like on the, yeah. On the ceiling kind of drops down. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, this one is so full that I couldn't even see if it was dropping down like that. There you know, two people in the front mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, it was a big old car, too. I mean, I'm going to guess like a Bonneville or something like that, but an old, old one. Uh, you know, really long vehicle. Um, just filthy car. I mean, it reminded me like of an Uncle Uncle Buck tar, car or something like that. You know, like <laughs> uh, the car that Uncle Buck drove right. in the movies. Um, what about you? What's the What's the dirtiest car you've ever seen or had to ride in? Oh, okay. I had to ride. <laughs> well, that's a, that's two separate. Stakes. That's yeah. two separate categories. I the guess. dirtiest car I've ever seen. Um, the only way I could have ridden in it is if I was driving, because there was literally no no more room. I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm, I'm waving my hand so we can do a sound effect. All right, thanks. Our producer Alex is nodding. Yesterday, or, or I don't know if he's just waving at me. But either way, we'll keep going with the story. Yeah, seriously, it was a uh, Volvo station wagon, a 240, I believe, and it was filled to the brim with fast food garbage. Ugh. To the brim, yeah, Scott, and the passenger seat was filled as well. It was uh, leaking oil, clearly, Yeah, like the puddle was running. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the, – the transmission was uh, – or excuse me, the muffler had the like wires mm-hmm. tied to the ba- to the undercarriage oh, to sure. keep yeah, it like hanging coat on. hangers or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were uh, cigarette butts and ashes all along the dashboard. Yeah. There was a soda that had spilled a while ago. Yeah. I know because the cup from Checkers was still there. <laughs> and I hate to say it, man. Yeah. It was in a Walmart parking lot. I'm uh, not same, knocking Walmart. So the same place. Yeah. yeah and it interesting. was and they were parked um they were parked in a handicap spot that did not have a sticker hmm. and and you know how I am about that. You know, but I figured they had enough problems. Well, yeah, you, you don't want to uh, stir up any tr- more trouble with that uh, that situation. Yeah. Boy, that's that's what a coincidence, though, huh? Park Walmart parking lot? Yeah. Um interesting. Maybe um, we were just at the same Walmart. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I think that type of character might roll through there occasionally, you know, like uh, more more often than not, I guess. Um in the parking lot for a night stay. They did have out of state plates. Well, okay, see, and that's one of those things. It's like one of those, uh, you know, we're not, we're going to just look the other way, right? We're going to, we're going to not notice that you're sleeping here in our parking lot. Right. I'm they not, do that. They look, let RVs stay there. Yeah. Yeah. So and trucks yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I'm not knocking anybody for the kind of car they own. And I know sometimes there are repairs that are, you know, the kind of stuff that makes your car function better, but is not critical to its operation, mm-hmm. like a, um, uh, largely cosmetic repair or something. I, I get that, that sometimes we're not in the place in our lives where we are capable of paying for that sort of stuff. Yeah. But there are free trash cans 
around the country. Yeah, that was just being lazy. There are billions. This, all this fast food, I'm telling you, to the ceiling. Oh, man. To fill up a, a Volvo station wagon, too. That's pretty big. Right, because I mean, it's not just the sedan. That's the thing. <laughs> it's, it's Maybe the, there was stuff under the garbage, but I'm telling you, man, I – I'm probably pretty lucky that the person didn't walk out, whomever owned it or whomever was driving it, because I walked around the vehicle. And, you know, if you like cars, there's something almost like sacrilegious about seeing a real POS. Yeah. And uh, I think if they cleaned it up, it would have been in better condition but that that is that is full stop now, the grossest i've seen and let I, us know the grossest you've seen oh yeah definitely <laughs> i think the bonneville that i uh, i came upon that was probably the dirtiest i mean there might be examples of worse off than that but yeah. i think it was too far gone if you've got cats living in the car with you and you've got you know that 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 greasy film on the windows and you know that it's been smoked in heavily right. uh, the seats are going to be saturated with that the carpet you know it's just i think it was beyond uh it's use uh, well i guess beyond its uh um Use car, use car lot. Uh, this is a real peach days. You know, I don't know how better to say that. You know, I'm, um, you know, it's probably not going to be sold to anybody for any kind of uh, substantial sum of money. They couldn't say this has a lot of personality. No, right? no, no, no. I well, yeah, it had a lot of personality. That's right. But uh, um, no, I think it's more of just scrap metal at this point. You know, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. But and, uh, but yeah, that, I mean, that's the extremes, right? That's the that's the extreme, and I love that you mentioned smoking because that's one of our top tips. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the first and most important things that you can do uh, to prevent this kind of aggregation of contaminants and pollutants and stuff in your car is, of course, to not let people smoke inside of it. Now, for some of us, that might sound a little bit uh, a little bit kid glovey, you know, the idea being like, well, if I've got if I've got a car and my my car emits gas, you know, my, my car run, excuse me, my car runs on gas. My car's emitting stuff in the atmosphere. Why wouldn't I let somebody smoke inside of it? Uh, the problem is that if someone is smoking inside the passenger compartment, as Scott said, that stuff gets in the seats and yeah. it gets in the trim and it gets in the carpet. And then it slowly comes out over time. Sure. Like another VOC creating new car smell. So somebody who has a, an allergy to smoke or, you know, the, uh, the, the pollutants that are given off by secondhand sure. smoke sure. Um, will find that, you know, they're going to be uh, susceptible to that in your vehicle. Even if, it, even if you haven't smoked in that car for a year, uh, mm -hmm. it slowly, slowly comes out of all those fabrics and, and materials. So it stays there. It's, it accumulates. And maybe, maybe, you know, if you're on the road, uh, and you're smoking with your windows down, mm -hmm. that'll mitigate the effect mm -hmm. probably to a good degree, but it's not going to prevent it, especially if you're using the ashtray in your car. And if it's not a uh, health issue to you, if uh, if that's not your main concern, then your other concern should be resale value because it's very difficult to get that smell out. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Yeah, a lot of times you'll see smokers that hold the cigarette out the out the car window. Yeah, and I always wonder if that's like a kid trying to smoke without their parents knowing. Or of course they're going to know. But uh, <laughs> but I always wonder if that's the case or if they're trying to you know keep the car you know the new car smell. 
Right. But still smoke in the yeah. car on the way to work or, or school or wherever they're going. Um, next one is, is pretty obvious, right? I mean, don't eat in the car. We told you that already. That's probably, um, it, it's easier said than done, really. Uh, yeah. In a lot of, in a lot of cases. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's, it's tough not to. Sometimes it's just unavoidable, but even the tiniest, crumbs, the tiniest, you know, drops of soda or whatever you're, you're drinking, um, you know, if they get into the fabric or on the carpet, uh, that stuff just attracts, uh, you know, mold spores, pollen and you know, all that stuff. It, it, it attracts other things. It's not just the material itself. Um, you know, and of course, you know, those little pieces of food start to decay. They might even attract insects. It might attract, um, mice, rats. Yeah. Uh, like rats in a Prius. Remember that? Oh, we, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, we have a coworker that had rats in a Prius here. And, uh, and that was because, uh, the rats were attracted to the food that the kids were dropping in the back seat. And then, uh, once they clean up all the food, you know, the Cheerios or whatever the, you know, the kids had juice boxes left over or whatever. Um, the rats started to go for the padding in the car seats, the kids' uh. car seats. And uh, I know this all sounds really gross, but uh, but they trapped the rats and, and got rid of the problem. But I think there was a second instance of it uh, briefly, and then it went away again because, uh, you know, they knew what to look for. But ugh, rats in a Prius. Gross. Rats in a yeah, Prius. Gross. Uh, gross. Also, if you have somebody who is especially allergen sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the correct term, Scott? I think so. Okay. Why not? If uh, you have somebody in How about your... asthmatic? Asthmatic. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Uh, asthmatic. Uh, there are a lot of manufacturers and a lot of aftermarket folks who make uh, specialized duct and uh, AC duct and passenger compartment filters. All right. I find this interesting because, you know, when you go to the uh, the home store, you know, like, uh, you know, whether it's a big box store, sure. know, home, home Depot, Lowe's, whatever. Right. And you look at, at the filters for your furnace or your AC unit or whatever yeah, yeah. you have, right? Um, you know, there's the ones that are Two or three dollars, right? The paper ones are real cheap, you know, they're very, very simple. And then they go all the way up to the ones that are 30 plus dollars each, right? And they're the ones that claim to filter out all the pollen, all the dust, all the, uh, all the particulate matter that's floating around inside your system. Um, I, I don't know, you know, the validity of any of those, uh, those claims, but it's interesting to know that there's a similar situation for your car. I mean, you're, you're able to choose car filters that have uh, higher, I don't know, I guess it'd be like it filter out X number of microns of, of material, you know, oh, like see, d- yeah. or down to a certain point, you know, like yeah. a smaller a smaller filtration. Uh, it seems to me though, like you'd want maximum flow to to um, prevent the system from burning itself out, from working harder. But you know, I guess a stronger filter would mean that it would catch more stuff. So I don't know. You're kind of in a bind there, right? Yeah, and you have to you have to be careful with some of that stuff too, because unfortunately, even in 2017, as we record this. There's still some snake oil salesmen out there. Oh yeah, I, I feel the way the same way. Um, you know, and that uh, that that filter advice, I guess, was something that I just heard from my brother. Uh, they had somebody come over and service their their uh, furnace at their house, and uh-huh. and the guy said, just stick with the three or four dollar filters in your furnace. They're they're fine, and it makes your furnace work a lot less hard to to. To push, know, the to push air the through. air through, and I'm sure you're going to get a little bit of dust or whatever. But unless you're hypersensitive to something like that, mm-hmm. uh, you really don't need that that uh, that extra level of filtration. Now, I, I'm, of course, I can't give advice to everybody, so you know, sure investigate that for yourself. But um, I do find it interesting that you know you can switch up the filters in your car like you do in in your house. I mean, right. for, for different 
you know, different uh, um, circumstances, I guess. You know, during pollen season, you might want to up it a little bit, you know, mm. check it a little more regularly mm. uh, than you normally would. And cabin air filters. People don't ever check cabin air filters. I know that it's one of those things when you when would you get, get your, your oil like change. Yeah, like a quick oil change <laughs> place. They always want you to change your cabin air filter. And, and usually the line is, right, I'll, I'll do that when I get home or whatever. And then no one ever does it, right? Right. Because it's super expensive there. It's really not expensive if you buy it off the auto parts shelf, you know, the store, yeah. and uh, and take it home and do it yourself. It's very easy. It's usually around the glove box area. And you know? it doesn't take long. Uh, no, it's very, very fast. I mean, very few cars require you to do much more than, you know, like twist a couple of little connectors off, and, mm-hmm. and there's like a little a little shelf that you just you pull the old one out and put the new one in. It's that easy. And you will you will notice a difference most likely. Yeah, because you're going to have less dust and, and just junk floating around in the air in your car. And here's here's another thing. This This next tip... Uh, it's it's weird to me because it occurs to me that this this is something most people would understand, but it has perhaps an ulterior motive behind it, hmm. or it may for you, friends and neighbors. The tip is to wash the exterior of your car. Duh, right? Yeah. Wash your car. Uh, scrub the door jams, uh, get the dirt off the weather stripping, and check on those weather strips uh, to make sure that they aren't torn, split, leaking, or otherwise deteriorating. So if you have someone in your friend or family group who's like not a car person, especially if it's like your kid or your spouse or something, and their car is just dirty and it's an embarrassment and they need to get it taken care of and they don't care how their car looks, now you can make it an issue of their health. (laughs) You know what I mean? You just up the game. Mm -hmm. Like, look, I know you don't care about washing the car, but we have children. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a little intense. That's a little extreme. (laughs) That that would be. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. (laughs) But, but I'm just saying, you you know, you got to drive the point home. If we're a means just ends justify the means kind of approach to car washing, if that's what we're talking about. Think of the children. (laughs) What about the kids? (laughs) Don't do it for yourself. (laughs) Do it for your future. <laughs> Wash your car for your future, yeah, folks. Man, clean out those door jams or else the kids will be sick. <laughs> right in and let us know if that works. We, we, won't, uh, we won't snitch on you. Um, there's also the, you know, the thing of taking your car to uh, one of those full-service cleaners, right? A detailer? Yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, – Getting it just inside and out, spick and span. All right. Well, they know all the tricks, right? I mean, they know the uh, the ways to get into all those little spaces, and they have all the right brushes and tools to do all that, right? Yeah, of but course, it can get expensive. I wouldn't want to do it. Well, they, yeah, but they've and, got the, the the right attachments for the vacuum yeah. to get in between the seats, and you know, all around. I know that you can you know create something like that on your own if you wanted to by buying the right stuff for your your shop vac or whatever, but. Um, you know, the idea is that you have a regular schedule and you clean your car and then, then it's not so bad when you do have to do it. So the idea would be like, um, like a, a house cleaning, right? I mean, like you'd, you clean it on a regular schedule. Mm-hmm. Now that could be just once a quarter. It could sure. be, uh, once a season, however you want to look at this. But just if you do it regularly, you'll find that it's a lot easier to clean once you, you're on a schedule like that because, you know, it's it's cleaned more frequently. It's not like, you know, a once-a-year occurrence when you get in there and vacuum and, and dust everything and, you know, make sure that the door jams are all clean and all that. It, it becomes a lot simpler. And it allows you to stay on top of things like, you know, the seals, if the seals are bad. Mm-hmm. If, uh, you know, you do have a leak somewhere, you're able to find it a little faster, you know, than waiting a full year to right. find something like that. That would yeah. be the worst-case scenario. But, um, yeah, just stay on a regular schedule and you'll find that it's a lot easier. 
And one thing everybody should always have in their car, no exceptions, no caveats, always have a dust rag. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. You can, it, it doesn't take up much space. It's nope. not a hassle to use. There's no excuse to not have one. I always have a microfiber cloth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you need to, I mean, if you, let's say, you know, a flock of birds flies over your car and, you know, there's the, uh, the end result. I think everybody knows what the end result of that would be. Right. Um, you can use, you know, a little bottle of water or something and, uh, and get that off the paint right away. Um, of course you have to get a new rag in the car then, but if you have a, a dust rag in the car, uh-huh. I know I look crazy, but sometimes I'm at a stoplight or something and I'll, I'll, uh, you know, dust off the gauges or something. Um, you know, again, it depends on the way the lights come into the car. Sometimes you see things that are like, like you're like, man, how, how dusty did my dash get just right the last week? You know, I washed it last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the lights hitting it just right at, you know, when you're going home or something. It's a- afternoon light. Yeah. So I stop at a stoplight and <laughs> I know, I, I know I look insane. I pull out the dust rag and a quick swipe over the, uh, <laughs> over the dashboard, maybe like, you know, touch up the rear view mirror or something. Um, uh, but, but little things like that help. Yeah. I mean, it helps and it, and get some of that dust and pollen and stuff. It knocks it down and then later you can vacuum it all out. Now I have a question for you about this one. We talk about VOCs when they slowly release over time into the interior of your vehicle. It's called off-gassing. Yeah. It usually happens um, – it, it often happens because of heat. Mm-hmm. You know, I, one, That temperature change encourages this off-gassing. So a lot of cars have vinyl and plastic in them and that's a good thing overall. It holds down the growth of mites um, but it releases these VOCs and the question I have for you is – what do you think about this this idea of washing the vinyl and plastic? Washing it? Yeah. How often should you do that? Because well, I found some stuff that said, you know, take two tablespoons of detergent and two quarts of water uh, and then set up this stuff and then wipe it down with a dry cloth. Yeah. Am I being lazy? No, no, that's not lazy. I, no, you it know just what? sounds like a lot. I prefer just the stuff you get in the spray bottle that's real simple. I mean, the yeah. stuff that's like non, non-glare, you know, it doesn't leave an oily finish or anything. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just a clean solution. Um, rather than getting out a, a big bucket of, you know, sudsy water and doing that, it, it seems like there's just too much that can go wrong there. You're going to get water inside, you know, switches and you're going to get water inside connectors yeah, that's a good and radio. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, it's a sloppy way to do it, I think. I know mm-hmm. that you can kind of control how much you get on there. You're not splashing the whole bucket on your dash or anything, of course. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you're being, you're being careful, but. I just prefer, you know, being able to control it with, you know, the uh, the mist spray or whatever that they uh, that they provide at the auto stores, uh, you know, auto parts store. You know, again, not something that's oily, not something yeah. that's going to leave a shine, you know, that that's going to be distracting or reflective in any way, and also dangerous if it gets on the steering wheel or, um, you know, any part that you need to grip onto. Um, but I don't know. I just I feel like it's easier to do it that way. You're not being lazy by not. Doing that, Ben, if that's your question. <laughs> yeah, it you know, is my question. No, no, I mean, there are times, I guess, when maybe that's necessary, though. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's really stubborn and you don't want to, you know, buy an $8 bottle of cleaner from the, you know, the auto parts store, you'd rather just, you know, mix up this, uh, the solution for a couple of pennies and mm-hmm. do it yourself at home. I guess, it, I guess you could do it that way. Um, yeah. I'm sure they're great results. I mean, why, why not? You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Arguably, uh, the other the other home tip for anybody who says I'm going to make this stuff myself, uh, you can clean glass with a mixture of one half cup of ammonia and one gallon of cold water. All right, just buy window spray. That's <laughs> it. as simple as that. You know, you know. Here's the other thing. My my grandparents always used to use uh, newspaper to to clean the windshield or the windows. Yeah, yeah, I've heard the, of that. Yeah, I I feel like this is like a this is a dying. Um, 
a dying trick, I guess, or dying uh, um, uh, technique. Technique. That's a better way to say it. Dying technique, because well, for one, a lot of people don't get newspapers. And if you do, it's just the ones that they throw you know in your driveway for free every day, you know, with the ads in them and stuff. Um, but I, I never understood how that was able to clean the inside of a window better than just you know paper towel. I know paper towels are uh, they leave lint and stuff behind. Yeah. But why not just use a cloth, like a, you know, the washcloth or something? I would love to hear the answer to that. So right in. I think it's pro- it probably comes down to the type of paper that it that it has. But, uh, you know, you get your your hands would be all covered with uh, with the black ink and everything after that. It mm-hmm. seems like it's just a big mess. And you know what? I feel like we can fast forward past the next two because we've already pretty much mentioned them. Vacuum your car for Pete's sake. Yeah. Just vacuum your car. Yeah, so you know, here's a tip that a lot of people won't even think about: is that you can have a separate, um, separate vacuum in the garage if you want. Oh for, yeah, yeah. Just strictly for your car. A little dust devil or whatever well, they yeah, call. You can have one of those. You could have a small shop vac. Even I've got a small shop vac uh, mm-hmm. that, that I have out there for just for the cars. Yeah. And uh, and that's where it stays in the garage. And I think to use it often because it's right out in plain view. Right. Um, you don't have to think about hauling the vacuum from in the house <laughs> out to the garage, you know, with the attachments and everything and trying to get in there. Yeah. This one is just, it's a tiny little one that you can k- kind of carry it into the car with you in vacuum. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really powerful. And, you know, if you're ever in a situation where, you know, like it depends on your climate, I guess, but if you get in the car and you have, you know, snowy or muddy boots or something, you know, and, and you get all that stuff on the on the carpet. If it's a shop vac, oftentimes these are wet dry vacs. So, you know, no problem. But, right. but your home vac for inside the house that really can't handle that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a better scenario, I guess, a better situation to find yourself in. You know what else is really cool? And I wish I could remember the specific name of it off the top of my head now. Uh, I've been in cars before that have an onboard uh, vacuum attached, like to the center console in the it, back seat. Was it a Honda Odyssey? No. <laughs> <laughs> they have an onboard vacuum. Are you serious? Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I think other, you know what, there are other minivans that have vacuums now, but I think that, they're. That makes sense because they're for families. Well, and... they're in the back. Yeah, no, it does. It does. It's actually, it's not a bad feature. Not that you necessarily have to have a vacuum in there because, you know, there's ways around. Like I just said, you keep a shop vac in the garage. Done. Yeah. But I guess you've got it on the road with you. If well, you those things it. are also so oversized, you could just put the shop back in there. That's true. Okay. That's true. Well, okay. I couldn't resist bringing that up when you said there was a an onboard vacuum. I wish so, you had. But, I wish but, you had. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you were in a vehicle that had one of these and you found it useful? Yeah, for... it was a sedan and it had, a, you know, just like a f- regular four-door and it had – I can't remember the model, but it had this uh, center console and in the rear of the console uh, facing back toward the, the back seats, there was uh, just a small – Again, like Dirt Devil or Dust Devil size oh, yeah. vacuum attachment. Nice. Yeah. And uh, the person who was driving it, as soon as I got out of the car, they they broke out the little vacuum and started on the seat that you were oh, on the floorboard. The floorboard. Oh, so yeah. you, you tracked some stuff in. No, I didn't. Now, <laughs> now here's the, so, uh, this is I used to do this all the time, and I think I still might catch myself doing this. What's that? Uh, when I get into a car, sometimes I will sit down first with my legs outside of the vehicle, uh-huh. and I'll like I'll kind of like knock my shoes together. Yeah, and I think you know where I get that is is from back when I would get in the car when there was snow. On yes, the ground. and yeah. salt and things like you know I don't want to bring salt into the car because that yeah. just attracts moisture, uh, so I would always make it a point to do that, and I I kept doing that throughout the summer and the fall <laughs> and the spring as well, 
And I brought that down here with me. I still do that, even though it's not a an environment like that. But I still do that, and it keeps the carpets cleaner. It really I does. I think I've seen you do that. I have, and I don't. <laughs> I don't do it all the time now. I used to do it all the time. Yeah, but it's just kind of an, uh, I guess, an unconscious action that I do. You know, well, I just... it's it's better to do it when it's sometimes unnecessary than miss it when it would help. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's like I just knock my shoes together three or four times and then I, I put my legs in. Mm. It's, I know it's a weird habit, but I think you'll, you'll find a lot of people from um, areas like that that have snow and ice Yeah, uh, will do that. Or if, you know, you're at the beach a lot, you might do that, you know, to get the sand mm. off of your feet or your, your shoes. Or a lot of people uh, up north have, uh, what are they called, mud rooms, right? Yeah, 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 mud rooms where you, uh, um, it's a room that, you know, you leave your boots and your coats and all that stuff in and it's kind of separate from the house. It keeps all that stuff out of the way because there's a lot of, there's not only a lot of clothing and stuff you have to take off to, you know, come inside, uh, but it's also oftentimes, you know, wet or, or dirty or muddy, and uh, they just call them mudrooms, but a lot of places have mudrooms up north. And I think we can safely skip the trunk. I mean, just to clean out your trunk. Yeah, clean the trunk. For, for, for Pete's sake. Yeah, for Pete's sake. <laughs> Open it up, untie that poor guy. Let them out and <laughs> yeah, if you, vacuum. If you see a, if you have like a, a Cadillac, like a, you buy an old Cadillac, uh-huh. and it's got like a you know a carpet that's rolled up, but the carpet looks a little bit lumpy. Yeah, uh, maybe call somebody first before you empty that truck. Sure, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, just uh, call somebody. Um, <laughs> call the don't, police. Don't call maybe, us. <laughs> maybe notify them. Uh, there's a situation. And as always, if you don't have a phone, you can reach our complaint department via email 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just send a note to jonathan.strickland at howstuffworks.com. Yeah, you can report that body there. <laughs> I wonder if he's ever received any uh, any uh, complaints complaints from our show. Because you've mentioned this over the, over the years a yeah. few times, several yeah. times. Really. Yeah, yeah. More so recently, I think. Um, I wonder if he's actually getting any complaints. Well, I, uh, you know, I hope to hear from him because it is his job to field those complaints. It does seem like he would he would send them our way if if something happened or say, hey, what's going on? You can, <laughs> you can also, uh, by the way, J- Jonathan is a is a longtime friend of ours, friend of the show. Uh, you can check out his excellent podcast, Tech Stuff, available in the uh, House of Works Network. Nice. Save. So there we go. Yeah, you right? saved it. Yeah, a yeah. little little bit of honey with the vinegar there, uh, but. <laughs> Uh, we do have something else uh, that we should establish. A lot of people think, oh, my uh, my car is smelling kind of mildewy, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe the smell will just go away, so I should get an air freshener. Mm-hmm. And like Scott said, something that clips on to your vent or something that hangs from your rear view Etc. You know, even like those little cans that you're supposed to open oh, halfway can, over you can time. Put them under the seat or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all that, all that jazz. Well, you probably should not do that, especially if you are trying to uh, make your car cleaner and uh, give yourself some safer air to breathe. We'll tell you why after a word from our sponsor. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. And we have returned. Uh, Scott, do you want to break the news? I could do that. You want me to tell them right now? I think it's better just to rip the Band-Aid off. All right. There is a reason to not use air fresheners or deodorizers because oftentimes those products contain formaldehyde. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yep. Like, formaldehyde. like in funeral homes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they use it to be fair. They use it to uh, hold particle board together and they use it for all different things. But and that's why some people get sick in their own homes uh, because of the formaldehyde in certain products. But air fresheners, car fresheners are one of those places. These deodorizers that you buy is just it's simply a, one chemical to mask the smell of something else. Yeah. I mean, exactly. of another chemical, I guess, really, or whatever. Right. I mean, whether it's mold or food or anything, uh, but formaldehyde, gross. Yeah. And you don't smell it. I mean, it's it's masked. It's got, you know, cherry flavor or your know, cherry, not flavor, I guess. You wouldn't want to taste it. Cherry scent. Right. Um, uh, um, pine scent or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, but underneath all that is formaldehyde. Right. And there are some different products you can find that won't have that stuff in it. But you you might have to look around. And then also – we're not saying these air fresheners will kill you or anything. We're just saying if you're trying to get away from pollutants, that's just adding to the problem in a temporarily pleasant way. So let's go back to mold or mildew inside the AC because when I had my uh, my very first car, this was this was a problem. Hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people had this problem. 
Mm. I, I think it's really common for people to have a, uh, a moldy, stale smell coming out of their AC unit in their car. And again, I mean, this a lot of a lot of people just don't understand that you know that that is a a trigger for some people. It's an allergy trigger. It's it it's, it causes um, a, a lot of other things as well. It could cause headaches. It could cause um, you know just um, itchy eyes. It can mm-hmm. cause you know, respiratory problems. It can cause a lot of different health concerns. So um, the smartest thing to do, I mean, if you're not, you know, somebody who can, uh, you know, really dig into this and and do it yourself, you can take it to the dealer and have them check it out and figure out where that moldy, mildewy smell is coming from, because it could be deep, deep within the the heating and cooling system, you know, back in the ductwork where you can't reach. Right. Uh, They've got tools that, uh, just like in your house, they can, you know, feed through there and look at the air ducts and make sure that they're all clean, or, or maybe they're not clean. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe there is something in there. Uh, and they can clean those out, but a lot of times it's deep in there, you know, like back in the in the housings, you know, like back right. behind the dash where you can't get to, and uh, you know, you it's in areas that you can't access. You know, you don't have any kind of a way to reach them, a way to clean them out. And dealers sometimes can; they have special tools, mm-hmm. they have, um, you know, tricks, I guess. You know, they have the the proper equipment in order to clean out that system to make it make it run fresh again. Um, you know, it's the coil sometimes gets uh, you know build up a debris and and you know, dust and mold and, you know, other kinds of garbage on it. And that's what often smells because it gets wet and it stays wet, you know, after the system shuts down. Uh, There's just a a whole host of problems that can be behind the dash that you you have no idea that that stuff's going on. But it's it's there. And you you, the only way you know it's there is by the smell that comes out. There's also another uh, there's also another thing that people commonly run into, which is the immensely irritating sound of water sloshing around somewhere in the car Mm -hmm. every red light every time you accelerate from the green light you hear that Mm -hmm. stuff uh that can you can tell i'm speaking from personal experience here that can drive (laughs) you mad uh and dealers can fix that because you know a lot of those panels will have exit points for that water to run through. Yeah, there's a there's a drain hole or something that's clogged or plugged up in some way, and they can free that, or uh, they can create a new one. You know, a new path for that uh, that water to get out if if there isn't one. A lot of times, you know, there'll be technical service bulletins that are that are posted or, or sent to dealerships, and you know, tell them, alert them to the problem. You know, if more than you know, ten people come in with this situation. You know, I've got mm-hmm. I've got water be in this panel and it's staying there for some reason. You know, after heavy rain and you know the car is sitting outside, I haven't driven it. Um, I do hear that that sloshing sound that you're talking about. Um, you know, maybe maybe there is a problem. Maybe there was a, a drain channel that was blocked, or maybe that um, you know they forgot to drill holes in. They forgot to you know make it allow it to drain. So that happens. Um, you said you said you've had this happen, Ben. You've you've yeah, heard man. you've heard that sloshing oh, sound. Oh gosh! From where? I mean, could you, did you ever find it? Yeah, it was the uh, right side passenger door, like the shotgun panel on a Pontiac Bonneville. It was in the door, water in the door. It's in the door. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. So the drain or whatever had, you know, plugged yeah. up and uh, it was keeping water in there. So I'm sure that led to rust situation. No, we got it uh, fixed pretty well because I found it on a drive to Tennessee um, to visit my family. And then one of my relatives were driving to the drugstore or something while we were up there. Uh, he heard it and he was not having it. And he was mm-hmm. like, this ends now. <laughs> so It's a little dramatic. Yeah. Well, I was, I mean, I was just a kid. I didn't know what I was this doing. This ends so. now? He said, this ends now? Well, that I, I said like. <laughs> that was his. 
<laughs> it's his overall demeanor. I might be, uh, be, I might be painting him in a bit of a dramatic light. <laughs> I liked it though. Yeah, well, it's like, uh, well, this has got to stop. You can't have water in your car door. I mean, that's, but that's the type of situation that a lot of people just, um, you know, either they neglect it, you know, they, they just, well, that's, that's what happens at a stoplight and that's what happens when I take off it. It sounds like water moving around. Yeah. But, uh, but that's not normal. That yeah. shouldn't happen in any no. car. So, um, well, maybe a steam car, Ben. What if you had like an old Stanley steamer or something? You got to carry water, right? Yeah, you got to carry your own water. So there's a there's a <laughs> there's a there's a, a reservoir somewhere that would water would be sloshing around in. But that's about it. That's about the only situation I could think of where you'd like to hear that. I think if I have a, um, I think if I'm driving a Stanley steamer on a daily basis, I have a a very different life with a very different collection of. <laughs> Problems and triumphs. <laughs> <laughs> would you have a monocle? Of course, it would. a monocle on your Stanley Steamer. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think you can drive a steam-powered car without one. I don't know Scott. why. I don't know why I, have, I associate that with somebody with a monocle, maybe, and a pocket watch. Some, well, yeah, some old-timey stuff. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at here, really. <laughs> you know, I, I hear you really made it when you have two monocles, not glasses. <laughs> Just two monocles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about doing that for, um, you know, the solar eclipse happened recently, right? Yeah. And we <laughs> in a situation where we only had one pair of glasses, right? There are three people, one pair of glasses. And I was thinking we could rip these in half and each of us could, you know, two of us could have a monocle to look at the, uh, look at the, the solar eclipse. Uh, but no one went for that idea. Why? Well, I mean, it's just, it seems better to just share the glasses a little bit, but it's uh, a great idea. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What, how did you pitch it? Uh, well, just as, just as I said, I said we could rip oh, these in half. Why. Yeah, uh, no. I know. I didn't have any kind of presentation or anything. You, know, you got to no you PowerPoint gotta, or anything. You got to start with a bold statement like a TED talk, and then a question, and then like a story. <laughs> That's how they always do <laughs> no, it. No, this is this is a lot simpler than that. It was just uh, you know we're sitting outside, and I decided, uh, hey, you know what? Two people could use these at once, mm. but uh, no, it didn't work. People got very possessive. I know you weren't. Um, you were in the office at the time, but people get very possessive over those eclipse glasses. Yeah, and what's funny is the second that it's over, those things are worthless, right? I mean, everybody just throws them away. They're left laying on tables everywhere. I kept uh, But mine. before that, I mean, you keep them tight, right? I mean, because yeah. there was a shortage. You know? Yeah, I people mean, were on Amazon were selling out. fake glasses. Uh, there was a there was a kid, and I mean like a child, uh, down the street from here who must have gotten some of those pseudo 3d glasses from a movie theater oh no and he was selling them oh no i had to respect his hustle scott oh that's awful it's bad they were selling fake glasses some people probably damaged their eyes but surely they would notice that there was a difference i would hope so well uh we're talking about <laughs> preventative steps right yeah i guess so i mean we're loosely talking about preventative yeah, steps yeah so we could take it back to some uh some cars car car stuff Something related to cars? I, 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 I worked in the title of the show Way to go. in the episode. Don't say the name of the show. <laughs> so look, you know, a lot of this stuff is theoretically great. It's I, We're talking about ideal conditions. The reality is going to be much different. Um, if you are, for instance, you work with animals, you're a baker, you live anywhere near the beach, uh, you're uh, walking on a rainy day. You're not always going to be able to keep your car 100% unless you're Jay Leno and you have a team of people who do that for you. Well, even so, I mean, think about this. I and mean, This is listed here and I, I was I was 
kind of surprised by this, but not surprised. I mean, I guess if you're a hairdresser, if you're somebody who works with chemicals all day, you know, if you work in a lab or something uh, where, you know, you're exposed to different uh, chemicals and, and uh, um, irritants of some sort, you know, sure. whatever that may be, um, all that stuff travels with you on your clothing into your car. And then that gets deposited there sometimes, you know, in the seats or, you know, on the controls or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's left behind and that accumulates. It gathers up and grows. And it, and it sometimes can be, you know, if it's not irritating to you, obviously, you know, that's your job or whatever you do, um, it could be irritating to somebody else, you know, a passenger. So, um, you know, that's one area that we hadn't really thought about, I guess, is the transfer of materials, you know, from, from, um, yeah, from, a, job, a, from a job into the car. Uh, so... I guess if you're somebody like that, you know, if you're like a food processor or a cosmetologist or maybe, like we said, a painter or a welder, you know, someone has like stuff on your clothes when you get in. Yeah. You can you can take the top layer of clothing off and shake it out. You can uh, even change clothes before you get in your car. That's one possible thing you could do. That's kind of extreme, though. Isn't well, it? I guess, I guess but, it depends on what you're doing. Well, if let's see, if I was a if I was a hairdresser, right? Let's say I'm a hairdresser. All right, there and, you are. Uh, End and of the day, covered in hair. Covered in hair. You look like a Sasquatch. I don't want to get in my car covered in hair, right? You look like a Sasquatch. Yeah. So what do you do? I mean, do they have a vacuum at your uh, your office there. You can you know vacuum yourself off before you get in the car. I know you could shake out your clothing. But you're going to tra you're going to bring that hair into your car, and that's going to be an irritant for somebody else, if not yourself. Uh, but it's also just going to make your car filthy. It's going to make it dirty. You're going to have yeah. hair in the car, cut hair. Um, same thing with you know, if you're a baker, you might have you know cooking uh, materials on you. Whether that's just something simple like you know flour or yeast or whatever it is, but all that stuff again, that's that's going to get in the car. It's going to stay in the car, and mm -hmm. it's going to be an attractant for other things. I mean, and if it's if it's enough. Uh, if it's attractive enough uh, to, to attract, uh, you know, like rats or mice or um, could be even like bugs, like cockroaches or anything like that, that, that sure. may also find that appealing in some way. There's so many different things that can happen that you just aren't thinking of. I mean, when you you, you need to take the time to take the, you know, the top layer of clothing off and shake it out, I guess, if you have a certain type of job. And what if you wear a lab coat, maybe? Yeah. And, and you can leave that there at the office, but still your pants or whatever are going to be covered with it. Your shoes are going to be covered with it. So, yeah, you I, see I other levels of this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, there are endless examples of this. Mm -hmm. Let's yeah, say like that you're the, an astronaut and you get uh, you get uh, moon dust in your car, irritant to some people. God, wouldn't that make your car worth millions of <laughs> well, dollars? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm of course the I'm moon joking. dust Miata. Of course, I'm joking, but you know, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying is like every job has uh, something that you bring home. Sure. Well, most jobs, I guess. What do we bring home? But what do I bring like what, home? Yeah, what would be on your clothing from this job? Oh. Oh, you, you do the food stuff. Uh, well, I was going to say I've been I've been stealing Coca-Colas uh, for years now. <laughs> I'm embezzling those left and right, man. <laughs> right. I guess the company pens maybe that fall out of your pocket, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They f fell off the podcast truck. <laughs> uh, not, not so much a uh, – uh, um, like an allergen though. Oh, yeah. You mean like – okay, so for – for allergens, um, one thing that I end up, uh, I, I probably end up bringing into my car a lot is, um, if I'm hauling plants, this is not really related to work. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I mean, like, um, I'll go get Christmas trees for people, you mm -hmm. know, and those, those Christmas tree needles get everywhere. Oh yeah. And, uh, and the sap and the sap. Yeah. And, um, I think in our building, our job, just in our nine to five day job type stuff, 
probably we don't run into too too much, but we're around a lot of construction. Yeah, that might be a factor. Yeah, but yeah, I, I hope guess. I hope I don't eat these words later, Scott. But to be honest with you, I have very few allergies, or maybe maybe I'm just living so filthy that I'm used to having a low level of sickness all the time. <laughs> that could be, I guess. Yeah, you've uh, you've become accustomed to it. No, but I think you're right. We may end up with uh, with drywall dust on us or something like that if we walk down the hallway because. Uh, you know, there's always new office spaces that are that are being built. Um, and, and this uh, building itself is very old. I mean, it's a it's nearly yeah. a century old, and uh, you know, there's a lot of dust and and uh, things like that still in some of the back corner, you know, the the, uh, the dusty corners, I guess, of this place. If you if you explore it enough, mm-hmm. uh, so there's a chance that we could bring some stuff home. But but some people, I guess, what I'm saying is, some people have jobs that uh, do have, uh, you know. Uh, a lot of stuff that ends up on on them by the end of the day. If they don't take the time to get that off of them, or to uh, you know have have a change of clothing or whatever, you know, put it in a bag and and take it home and wash it, um, you know, that can cause a problem. Right. Exactly. Scott, I I think we're near the end of the show today. There's some uh, valuable advice. I'm going to have to have what uh, in the South we call a come to Jesus moment about the state of my car because it's not near as clean as I thought it was. Uh, And I hope that you have enjoyed this episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope it hasn't made you too paranoid, but instead given you some tips and tricks. Yeah, remember, that's your third space. So, you know, as Ben said, you've got your home, you've got your office or school, and then you've got your car. Mm. And and pay attention to that third space because that can be making you sick. I mean, it's it's a strange thought, but really all the stuff that we talked about plus more. I mean, if you look up – uh, some information about this, you're going to find some other eye-opening facts about things, you know, like strange about the formaldehyde in the air fresheners, right? Yeah. <laughs> and who would ever have guessed? I would not have guessed. No. I uh, I still have uh, I, I still have a um, couple of old air fresheners, you know, like I bought them at the store and I just left them ra- still wrapped. Yeah. But now I guess they're just going to be uh, stocking stuffers to people I don't like. <laughs> That is so so mean. Yeah, I'm a bad person. Uh, (laughs) No, but just uh, not only for yourself, but for, you know, everybody else that that rides in your vehicle, just be considerate of that. You know, maybe maybe take time to vacuum your car and make sure the seals are good and all that and uh, just make it a cleaner place. That's all. And then uh, the thing I am looking forward to the most from uh, from you out there, ladies and gentlemen. So I want to hear the stories about the dirtiest cars you uh, ever yeah. saw because we got so many responses when we asked earlier about which car you own that was the most massive hassle. Uh, I don't want to do too many spoilers, but uh, there's the there's this great story from a guy who just bought the wrong Mazda. Poor guy. Did you see that one? I did. I did. That was a long story, but uh, but well written. And uh, you know, we may we may do an episode on, on he, hassle cars. He has like a selfie of him. Uh, uh, this guy has a selfie uh, where he's crouching in the engine compartment yeah. where of the, the Mazda, where the engine of his new car used to be. Right, and still on his new car. Uh, <laughs> so do stay tuned for that. That's at least going to be a listener mail. And in the meantime. Write to us and let us know what's the dirtiest car you've ever seen. Hopefully it was not yours. Uh, bonus points for pictures, but we'd love to hear about it. Uh, you can find Scott and I on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. We are Car Stuff HSW at both of those. You can find every other show we have ever done over the course of our almost decade-long uh, podcast 
uh, we're getting close livelihood here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah almost we always, a, almost we, a decade. We always say we're gonna like, oh, here's the big seven hundredth episode or whatever, yeah. and as soon as you know, it just flies by, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't keep track, and then by the time we notice it, it's we're up to seven hundred five or something. Ah, well, or eight. I think we're past eight hundred now. Really? I think so. Well, that's a great problem to have. Yeah, well, we might even be close to nine. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know where we are now. Oh boy. Yeah, we're we're up there. We're adrift in space. And yeah. Time. Well, I mean, I guess. I'd like to say that we'll pay attention when we get close to a thousand shows, but I I just can't guarantee that. All right, so Scott says he's going to pay attention when we get close to a thousand shows, but he cannot guarantee it. <laughs> Do you like that? How's the bottom of that bus? Yeah, that I just threw you under. Yeah, thanks. Um, but yes, we are excited to uh, hear your stories about the craziest, dirtiest cars you've ever seen. And even more importantly, if you have a suggestion for an upcoming episode that you think your fellow listeners would enjoy, write to us directly. We are car stuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. If you haven't heard... It's a good idea to fit probiotics into your daily routine. Fortunately, Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls make that so easy. These adorable little pearls couldn't be easier to take, and they support both digestive and vaginal health, all because of the probiotics. There are actually one billion active cultures protecting against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort, all in one tiny little pearl. To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.